Hello everyone, this is Ty Green. As many of you know, we've been studying Revelation chapter 13 relative to the rise of the beast as a global power. This is the precursor to the individual that rises within it and later becomes the beast personified. The world calls it a conspiracy theory. The world believes that there's no way that the entire world could be under the rule of a single totalitarian ruler. Let's look at that verse within scripture that says otherwise, and then let's look at what appears to be the crack before the break that leads into the emergence of the new global order. Here's that verse that points to a single totalitarian world leader. Revelation chapter 13, verse seven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations surely it's hard to believe had it not been for the living word of god we wouldn't be able to see this coming we wouldn't have a heads up we wouldn't have a chance to heed the warning that the entire world is slipping into the time of judgment like never seen upon the earth. And it's all due to sin and iniquity. It's an encouragement to repent. This is what the end times Bible prophecy points to. Sin, the penalty for it, and the provision that God made through Jesus Christ to be pardoned from it. Not just in the flesh, but also in the spirit, because after we die in the flesh, our spirit has an appointment. So let's look at this crack before the break. Now, what I'm going to share with you is a real time development. When the Apostle John talks about the beast rising up out of the sea in Mystery Babylon, these are references to global powers. Mystery Babylon as a unipolar global power and the beast as a multipolar global power. The focus here is the rise of the multipolar global power that Apostle John sees rising up out of the sea. We saw how this closely resembles bricks with the description of the national animals of India, Russia, China, and Iran. Right there in verse 2 of Revelation chapter 13. India has the national animal of the tiger. The Bible says it is like unto a leopard. There are no tigers in the Bible, but a tiger is like unto a leopard. The feet of the bear points to Russia and China, as both have bears as their national animals. Then we have Iran with its national animal as a lion. And there's the mouth of a lion. So, not only does this seem to point to BRICS as the rising multipolar world power, but also the number of its membership. With Argentina declining the invitation to join, this takes the membership to 10. Now, this is effective January 1st of 2024. Just like the Bible points out that there are either more members or an associate group that are considered the crowns. Whatever form this takes, the group would have 
20 members when Apostle John sees this multipolar group rising up out of the sea, which is another reference to a group of people. I'm talking about the sea. The waters are the peoples of the world. Please see the breakdown of the symbology within this text. It'll help in our understanding as we watch this unfold. Now, the crack before the break is my reference to the event that involves the rise of that multipolar global power. BRICS is only a multinational economic block at this stage. One of their main objectives is to eliminate their dependence on the dollar as the global reserve currency. When America weaponized the dollar against Russia as a response to its conflict in Ukraine, this sent shockwaves around the world as a reminder that this could happen and has happened to any country that did not agree or comply with the expectations of America as the unipolar global power. As this power wanes, the multinational group's power is rising, but not to replace America. It aims to offer an alternative, and this leads to the economic crack before the break. Follow this closely. Let's go to the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 7, as it reminds us that when this beast comes on the scene, it will break something in pieces. Daniel, chapter 7, verse 7. Daniel says, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Something is going to be consumed by this beast, and something is going to be broken in pieces. Let's look at this word, pieces, that Strong's Concordance H1855, decac. This means to crumble or crush, break in pieces. So we get the idea here that something whole will be broken. This doesn't appear to be a reference to a global war, yet we can't rule that out. The theory that this may be an economic consumption by this beast and an economic breakup is tied to the nature of this diverse beast to begin with, an economic block. Ultimately, this group destroys Mystery Babylon. That's Revelation chapter 17, verse 16. And when they do... What does the Bible say will happen afterwards? It's an economic event. Revelation chapter 18, verse 11. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. All about the money. This is relative to the economic piece to this as she is a major consumer of world goods, talking about Mystery Babylon. Folks will continue to debate on who Mystery Babylon is, but add this to your consideration in identification. The United States has the largest consumer marketing in the entire world, 
No one even comes close. Look at this. The United States of America is the number one country in regards to it having the largest consumer market. Remember when the Bible says for no man buys their merchandise anymore? It's the individuals of a particular entity that collectively consumed all of these goods that made these merchants rich. Look at this column. Household final consumption expenditure. This represents consumer spending in nominal terms. It's another check in identifying Mystery Babylon. Points more to America than anywhere else. But now the merchants are weeping and wailing after we see the preceding verses describe her wealth. Revelation chapter 18 verse 15 says the merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. So this event occurs somewhere within the 70th week, but it does connect to the global economy. Before the world gets there, there's a crack before the break. And what would that look like? Perhaps economically speaking, it's what we see with de-dollarization. Look at these headlines where the dollar is no longer being used within these transactions. Economics expert issues dire warning on serious threat faced by U.S. dollar. It's inevitable. BRICS countries could swing an economic wrecking ball at the dollar, a former White House economist says. The bloc has growing power and influence in global trade as it adds new members. The U.S. dollar could soon be in the same position as the British pound in the 1800s, he said. And here's the flip side. Another article. The title says, Taking Dollarization to the Next Level. Here's a look at countries using the greenback as local currency. Argentina's presidential election puts the country closer to adopting the dollar as its own currency. Remember, Argentina has just declined the invitation to join BRICS. But the switch could mean risks and Argentina would have to cede monetary control. And that control equates to power. Several other countries, including Panama and Zimbabwe, have adopted the greenback. As you look at these headlines, note that many of these countries are connected to BRICS, want to be connected to BRICS, or they want to align with the present unipolar global power. I think it's economic, and this is the crack before the break. Let's go on. China courts Saudi Arabia as part of its de-dollarization strategy. China's growing use of currency swap agreements, most recently with Saudi Arabia, are a key part of its strategy to lessen the global influence of the U.S. dollar. Here we see French President Emmanuel Macron states Europe must reduce its dependence on the U.S. dollar to avoid becoming vassals. BRICS, the UAE and China signs currency swap, CBDC partnership. 
we see Elon Musk sounds the alarm about the U.S. dollar. Kenya calls on Africa to use PAPSS to ditch U.S. dollar in trade deal. Iran's Rossi visits Indonesia, announces agreement to ditch dollar. You seeing this? Maduro to ditch U.S. dollar in Venezuela's economic transactions. BRICS. Egypt ditches U.S. dollar in trade with the bloc. See, all of this money is adding up. These dollars aren't being used for the purpose in which they were going to be used with the petrodollar system. They are trading without the use of our dollar. Dollar dumped. India buys 1 million barrels of the United Arab Emirates oil using rupees instead of dollars for the first time. Why this could be the beginning of the end for the greenback. This is serious, folks. All of these articles are from this year, 2023. Even J.P. Morgan is looking at this and offered their point of view. De-dollarization. Is the U.S. dollar losing its dominance? The European Commission. They asked the question. Global currency quake. The end of dollar dominance? See, I believe this is the crack before the break. China and Saudi Arabia sign a $7 billion currency swap agreement adding to de-dollarization push. India and Egypt ditch U.S. dollar for trade. U.S. dollar collapse acceleration. $33.7 trillion shock Fed inflation warning makes the bullish case for Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and crypto price surge. See, they know the break is coming. So many are preparing. Germany to launch digital euro to counter BRICS currency. Asian to increase local currency trade, reducing reliance on the dollar. I was looking at that group because they are made up of 10 Asian countries that are smaller but united economically. Now, after BRICS, 10 Asian countries ditch the U.S. dollar. See that? Investors ditch U.S. dollar at the fastest pace in a year. BRICS. 15 countries to ditch U.S. dollar for oil trade. China, Malaysia to discuss Asian monetary fund to reduce dependence on U.S. dollar. India set to ditch U.S. dollar in cross-border trade. BRICS, African countries to ditch U.S. dollar and embrace new currency. Iran, Syria, to soon ditch dollar in bilateral trade. Brazil, China, strike trade deal agreement to ditch U.S. dollar. BRICS, U.S. dollar top loser as Saudi Arabia pays Chinese yuan for trade. BRICS, UAE to ditch U.S. dollar in new oil deals. BRICS. 
Iraq puts local currency first, US dollar second. Lastly, BRICS, 150 countries to pay Chinese yuan, not USD, for loan repayment. So this is just a segment of confirming not only the role of BRICS as the multipolar global power that Apostle John saw, but also the identity of Mystery Babylon, which is still in power as the multipolar beast is on the scene. We see this as the woman rides the beast in Revelation chapter 17, verse 3. The break happens during that span of the ten kings, those ten horns that Daniel and Apostle John referred to. The break happens before the eleventh horn is revealed as the Antichrist. This means that we in Christ could see this. So what do we do? Trust in Jesus. We have a heads up through scripture what's coming. But in order to connect that, this involves an economic piece. A notable event must happen. We're going to get that notable event that will either confirm this or not. The steps to prepare afterwards will be in haste for some, but fear not. We're not preparing for the trib. Those in Christ are not here for that. So its duration will be short lived, but long enough, just like the pestilence. Remember, a global impact in just a few months that created a new normal. I believe that this will not become evident as an economic break until it's on headline news. That fear and dreadful that Daniel refers to means it will be known around the world. It will not be a secret. So what do we do? If this is indeed an economic issue, folks have been hedging against it for years in order to ride out the switch. Digital assets, precious metals, etc. But moves like that speak to diversifying your money. I cannot give you financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. So, you must do your own diligence and make a backup plan that's best for you and your family. And I strongly encourage that. But if this happens the way it's thought, and we're here to see it, whether prepared or not, fear not. Daniel says there will be fear. People are going to be afraid. Because they don't know what's going to happen next. The Bible has that answer. So don't be afraid. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Remember, if we're here to see any part of this, remember that. And don't forget that these are warnings that the time is near for the time of judgment upon the earth. Repent and draw near to the Lord. Jesus Christ is coming. 
For believers, fear not, yet we have work to do. Jesus shared this word that as we watch, as he says in verse 37, we are not sleeping, but we are sharing the gospel. And salvation through Jesus Christ prepares the soul for that day of redemption. The Lord is coming for a harvest, and I want you to be there with the Lord when he appears. We are looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. James 4 and 14 says, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What we're seeing around us is a falling world due to sin and iniquity. All through scripture, we see the plea to turn from wickedness and accept the love of the truth in Jesus Christ, that he died on that cross in our stead. He paid the debt of sin that every person owes. After his death, he was buried, and on that third day, God raised him up as proof to the world that he is the Son of God, and that God did certainly send him. It's proof that God takes sin seriously, and there is a penalty. It's also proof that he made a provision for us should we accept it. It is a gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2, let's pick it up at verse 7. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For some of us, we don't see the need for the Savior until we need the Savior. We don't need saving until we need saving. We don't need Jesus till we need Jesus. Why does it even need to come to that? I know sometimes it does. For those that come to the Lord, We've all been there. So just come as you are. My favorite passage of scripture right here in Titus chapter 3, right here. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. We're a mess, but watch this. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. See that? God loves us so much, he sent us a Savior. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Man has an opportunity to be forgiven of sin by an act of a Savior sent by God. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
Believe on Jesus. If you want to be saved, trust him in your heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is indeed a gift of love, a gift of God. Receive the gift. All right, I will leave it right there till we meet again. Live holy before the Lord. Love y'all. Shalom.